In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from Titus chapter 1, verses 10 through 16, where I'll try and answer the question, why do we need godly elders? Titus chapter 1, verses 10 through 16 says, For there are many who are insubordinate, empty talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision party. They must be silenced, since they are upsetting whole families by teaching for shameful gain what they ought not to teach. One of the Cretans, a prophet of their own, said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. This testimony is true. Therefore, rebuke them sharply, that they may be sound in the faith, not devoting themselves to Jewish myths and the commands of people who turn away from the truth. To the pure, all things are pure, but to the defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. But both their minds and their consciences are defiled. They profess to know God, but they deny him by their works. They are detestable, disobedient, unfit for any good work. Paul tells Titus to appoint elders, and he gives him a list of criteria for what elders are supposed to be like. They can't be drunkards. They can't be chasing after women. They have to understand good, sound doctrine. They need to have a good reputation in the community, and they have to, have to be faithful believers in Jesus Christ. These are the requirements or qualifications for elders, and the reason why there's such a high standard for people who would attain the office of elder is because the elder has a critical and difficult job to do in the life of the church. So here are three thoughts from Titus chapter 1, verses 10 through 16, answering the question, why do we need godly elders? Thought number one, insubordinate. There are going to be people in the congregation that are insubordinate. This is something that Paul knows because he's experienced it time and time again. So he tells Timothy, this is something that's going to happen. And you have to have godly elders in place because they have to deal with those members of the congregation that are insubordinate. The ones who don't want to listen to sound doctrine. The ones who will not accept the basic teachings of Christianity. There will be some in your church and those insubordinate people need to be dealt with. This is something that a lot of folks don't want to talk about today. What do we say? We say the doors are always open to the church. And that's true. But should they remain open to the people who are insubordinate? Should they remain open to the people who are deliberately causing dissension in the life of the church? I don't think Paul would say that that's okay. It seems clear that those who are insubordinate need to be corrected. And that brings us to thought number two, sharp rebuke. You need godly elders because it's the godly elders' responsibility to sharply rebuke those who are insubordinate. So those who would devote themselves to something other than the gospel of Jesus Christ within the life of the congregation, those people who would do that, those people who are insubordinate, need to be rebuked sharply. That means they need to be taken to task. That means they need to be corrected for devoting themselves to something that is less than the gospel of Jesus Christ. In Paul's circumstances and in Titus's circumstances as well, it's this idea that you have to be ceremonially Jewish in order to be a Christian. And this is something that Paul fought wherever he went, that you did not need to follow all the ceremonial and civil aspects of the law in order to be a believer, that a person could be a Gentile and still follow Jesus Christ. He puts it forward again and again. 
And to those who would not accept that, they needed to be rebuked sharply by godly elders. So that way they can be corrected from this false idea. Thought number three, emphasize purity. It's the job of the elders to emphasize purity. Because to the pure, all things are what? Pure. Meaning that if you are truly believing the gospel, then you will find joy and purity, love and hope in all things. You'll see that there is good to be had in the world and that God is ultimately working out his purposes through every given circumstance. This is the kind of purity that the godly elders are to be emphasizing, to recognize that the Lord is making all things new. And because he's making all things new, we can trust that in Christ, all the requirements of the law have been satisfied. So we don't need to devote ourselves to vain traditions, which ultimately just stir up controversies among people, but instead we need to devote ourselves to the gospel of Jesus Christ and recognize that in him, all the requirements of the law have been satisfied. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of Titus chapters 1 through 3. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel, by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.